Welcome to the Vulnerable Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Almeida. Each week, we'll share the inspiring story of someone who has faced their share of vulnerability and been able to find success and fulfillment. We hope all our stories will help you find the strength within yourself to live the life you want and find success of your own. Victoria Pratt said, In the beginning, people think vulnerability will make you weak, but it does the opposite. It shows you're strong enough to care. This is episode one of the Vulnerable Podcast with Dr. Natalia Vihovsky. Growing up, she remembers feeling like she never fit in, always striving to be the best, but wondering if she was even heading in the right direction. She went from being a socially awkward child to eventually building the life of her dreams. At 29 and at the peak of her corporate career, but suffering from deep unhappiness, she quit her job and started from scratch. During a nine-month sabbatical, she changed the way she thinks, spoke, and acts. She became committed to designing a purposeful dream life and founded Think Natalia. Her obsession is building likable, trustworthy, thought leadership personal brands on LinkedIn, helping coaches and consultants to turn into the best versions of themselves while making an impact and money. She aims to build a tribe of 1 million doers to change the status quo. Today she speaks globally, is a German living in Dubai. She started as a social scientist, turned into a doctor of philosophy, a LinkedIn marketing unicorn, a Forbes Coaches Council member, a LinkedIn learning author, and the Middle East leading edutainer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get vulnerable with Dr. Natalia Vihovsky. Natalia and I met uh, probably around somewhere around two years ago. Uh, we were introduced to each other from my friend uh, Eric Eklund, and uh, yeah, she when I when I first met her, I, I will admit, uh, you know, I saw her online presence, and I was like, wow, this person has it all together, figured it all out, knows who, exactly who she is, and you know, that's that's where I want to be. <laughs> and uh, it wasn't until probably about a year or so after we got connected online uh, that I had my first call with her and realized there was a little more to the story than what what I had assumed. So uh, again, Natalia, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being the first guest. And uh, yeah, um, I I appreciate uh, your time. Thank you so much for having me over, Brian. I'm really looking forward to to our conversation. And no, nobody ever out there got everything sorted out and has everything together. But I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a second. No, for sure. Uh, so the first question I like to ask any of my guests, while well, you being the first one, I guess you're going to be the first person I ask this, but the first question I wanted to ask is, what's your definition of vulnerability? Oh, that's a good one. I think in the end, it's being in a state of mind or in a situation where you could be potentially attacked, maybe, or hurt. So you open yourself up from the inside coming from a good place in order to hopefully help others but some people could take advantage of that that's how i look at it no and that's a great definition and i i I have to agree it's definitely i think it's definitely a place where you probably feel the most pain uh, whether that's physically emotionally or or whatever it might be or however you might define it but it's definitely i think where you're going to be where you have to sort of look inside and find that inner strength and and get out there. Um, So yeah, so, you know, the little bit that I know about, again, your story, and obviously, I I hope you'll get into it a little bit more. um, You know, it it seems like starting from a very young age, you definitely started to face a a few struggles. I mean, one of the stories that you've shared with me was, 
you know, with your mother being an Olympic athlete, it sort of put a lot of pressure on you um, growing up. But if you wouldn't mind just sharing a little bit more about that and sort of, I guess, getting into what, what that taught you at a young age and what you learned from that. Sure. So my parents are both from Poland and in the early 80s, they decided to leave Poland and to live in Germany. And until kindergarten, I have been raised in a Polish way. So I spoke Polish. I was introduced to the Polish way of thinking and doing things. So let's call it Polish culture. And then in kindergarten, I got confronted with the German language and the German culture. And this is when I realized for the first time, oh, human beings are somewhat different. And apparently it's also important on where you come from. I don't know. I don't understand it. But somehow I realized that I'm different than many of the other kids out there. And as you mentioned, yes, my mom used to be a competitive athlete and she raised me in a way that she taught me that if I really want to achieve something, I have to go out there and I have to test and learn and improve and fall down and then stand up again and get things done. And uh, there is, I mean, failure means giving up. So if you want to succeed, stop, you know, expressing lame excuses or blaming others, just go out there and do it. So from a very young age, I, I really became very competitive and a person who, uh, yeah, who wanted to, to be the best and to show other people. And uh, yeah, I mean, I ended up in the end as a competitive athlete as well as a dancer. So I was dancing for over 10 years. I was dancing German championships, European championship, world championships as a soloist and a group and a formation and uh, did that during my studies. And after my studies, I realized that I, I definitely need to go out there and explore the world because I'm not sure what it actually means. And I don't know, everybody says you need international experience. So I left Germany with the intent of being there for three and a half years and move forward now we have 2019 so now i'm here since 11 years went through various jobs uh, worked for the government worked for the private economy realized nothing of that is for me went through a massive spiritual awakening slash depression in which i figured out who i truly am but more about that in a second yeah no for sure and and that's all like i mean again it just shows that you know nobody's path is sort of straight nobody's path is exactly how they expect it to be um you know when you talked about sort of that that uh, you know when you were young in kindergarten and you really started feeling different like you weren't like everybody else um i i, w I wanted to sort of get an idea of you know what was it that that competitive mindset or was it the way that you were brought up that you think helped you overcome uh that feeling different or was it something else yeah i think i'm a very positive curious spirit if i want to call it that way so i always gave my best to see the good in things and if i didn't understand something then i addressed it and when i had a problem then i talked to my mom and she explained it to me and in the end i i i never took things that personally as a kid so i didn't cry much i as, as my mom said you don't want it didn't work out so try something else this person doesn't want to be your friend, 
you know, find another friend. And uh, so, yeah, she was very solution oriented. And I was a kid that always did a lot of sports and always was busy with exploring and learning new things. So I was reading a lot of books and we always, you know, did some family activities together. So I didn't, like, I was never a person as a kid who sat down and just, you know, stayed in my head and, and cried. It was just about going out there and exploring things. And well, if it doesn't work, well, go for another approach. So what? <laughs> so it sounds like, I guess some of what, what you're saying there is that what helped you overcome it was, was family and, and knowledge, like gaining new knowledge and different things. Cause you were, you had mentioned reading was, was definitely one of the important parts of that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I am, since I can think I am obsessed with books and with understanding why. I mean, I'm most probably I turned my, my mother nuts with always digging deeper and getting to the core of something. And I think that's also the reason why in the end I studied social science and became a doctor of philosophy, because I need to know why. Until I realized at a certain stage after learning more about Buddhism, that maybe we do not need to understand all of the why and staying in the now and learning to accept and to forgive and forget and surrendering that this is the art of living. Hmm. Yeah, that's uh, an interesting subject. I mean, it's not uh, something that I'll get into right now just because <laughs> we could probably spend a, a good half an hour, 45 minutes talking about that. But I've done a lot of uh, reading and, and looking into you know, meditation and Buddhism and, and all that recently as well. And so I can't, uh, I have to say, I, I couldn't agree more with a lot of what you just said, but again, that <laughs> different subject for a different time. Um, so I, I, again, going back to, um, you know, those first sort of situations of vulnerability at a young age, um, what strength would you say that that presented or, or that you, you took away from that? Like, what did it give you that you may have helped you get to where you are now? Good question. I think one of the core things that I learned is faith in or the belief in in growth or in in the process or that there's a better tomorrow um, that nothing is somewhat permanent. I mean, it just somehow continues and yes, you might get hurt, but yeah, I mean, if you if you don't take it personally, and if you look at other aspects and the lessons learned, then you then you just continue from that. I think that's that's some of the core lessons learned and and some of the strength to to continue and to believe no matter what what is out there. I mean, maybe even hope. Yeah. No, and that's something you know. When uh, I guess I don't know how to put this, but when I was out there a bit more last year, when I was speaking with people, when I was meeting people, a lot of times I would say to them, I said, you know, everybody seems to want everybody to believe in them, and they're looking for, you know, they're putting themselves out there and hoping that they can get everybody to support and believe in them. And I was always always try and say to people, the only person that really matters in believing in you is yourself. If you don't even mm. believe in yourself, then everybody else really won't matter. It's got to be your belief in yourself that starts it. And then as mm. you go on and you gain more confidence and you put yourself out there, you'll definitely find those people that believe in you and support you. But without that self-belief, which you just mentioned, um, it, 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 that's where it all really starts. So that's a, that's yeah. a really strong point there, definitely. Um, so the next question I wanted to ask um, is, is basically how many times in your life would you say that you faced like real struggle or vulnerability, um, you know, uh, that you can remember? 
I mean, for me, my teenage years were really tough because I guess I was a typical teenager looking into the mirror and saying, oh, I don't like the fact that my breast isn't big enough and that I have moles in my face and my hair is uncool and I get pimples and will anybody ever fall in love with me? I mean, I, I was really struggling because I was... I was a really uncool kid during my teenage years because, again, I was focusing on books. I was focusing on sports. I was focusing on being a good human being because that's how my mom raised me. While a lot of these other kids, uh, they were more like, hey, yo, let's go and drink. Let's have a party. Mm, I have a girlfriend. Ooh, I have a boyfriend. It's like, I don't do this and I don't want to do this because I just don't feel it. And uh, so, yeah, luckily I was strong enough to not uh, melt down on this peer pressure. But the price that I had to pay was definitely that I'm the, how do you call it, teacher's pet, the <laughs> uncool one, you know, the one without the tattoo, without the belly piercing, because that was so in back then. And uh, I definitely suffered from that, but I, I gave my best to not show it and to to build my my dream life and my fantasy or the idea of how I want to be when I will be in my 30s. So I had a very strong picture of how I will be and how successful and how liked and how amazing I will be when I will be 30. And um, I was like, now you think you're uncool, but I'm going to show you one day and everybody's going to see it all over the world. And I'm like, now I'm 34, I think I'm good there. Uh, yeah, so I think that was one point, or one specific story. Another specific story was definitely my um, my sabbatical, the sabbatical that I took uh, 2014, where I quit my job, where I said no to my career, and where I literally unlearned everything in, in my life um, from the way how I speak, think, eat, network, consume, the way how I live my life, the way how I work, everything. And... Um, it was very, very painful because I felt as if I fell down the rabbit hole and I had to listen to a lot of critical questions and comments of you're losing your mind, you're crazy, you want too much, why are you doing this? Um, that's all just woohoo, that's some spiritual hippie shit and all that. So <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, this was another era where, where I definitely went all out there and felt a little bit as if I took my right hand and I just grabbed my heart and I tore it out of my chest and I showed it to the world. It's like, I don't care. I'm going to fix it. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's extremely powerful. I remember reading over your bio yesterday, which I, I admit I should have probably uh, read a little sooner because I really found that part interesting where you had said that, you know, the journey that you went through on that sabbatical, like getting in touch with yourself more spiritually and and that journey that you went through, it was pretty interesting. And, and, and the reason I say I wish I'd have read it sooner is because maybe I would have recognized that that was something I needed to do because I only started doing that over the last six months or so. And, and really, I, I'd want to say thank you for sharing all that because, um, again, you know, the, the, this whole podcast, the whole idea behind the Vulnerable Podcast is to share these stories and let people know that, uh, you know, you're not alone. Is there, you know, because I'm sure that, you know, there's quite a few people out there that have gone through similar or the exact same struggles as you in their teenage years, in their later years, um, you know, myself included. So I, I want to say thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Um, and and so, I mean, I, I think we already sort of got the information um, from those stories and what you shared there. But 
just to touch on it a bit more, how would you say like going through all that and, and what, how would you say that helped you to get to where you are now as this, uh, you know, your, your successful coach, um, or as you call it an edutainer, um, how would you say like all those sort of things that you went through, through your teenage years, your, your childhood years, even your adult years, how would you say they helped you in your career and in, in finding that success and finding that fulfillment in life? I, I really believe in that sentence, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Now, that does not mean that you stand somewhere and beg for other people to throw nasty stuff at you, but it means that along the way you learn that you need to toughen up and you don't, you cannot take things personally or there's this author, what's his name? Mark Manson, Manson I think. He, he wrote yeah. the book, The Subtle Art of Not, of not Giving a Fuck. And yeah. this is a quote. <laughs> uh, so he says, and I quote once again, uh, you cannot give a fuck about everything. There's only a specific amount of fucks that you can give a fuck about. Um, and I, I was laughing a lot when he said that, but I think it's so brilliantly said because if you care about everything and if you take everything personally and if you're trying to be everybody's darling guess who's going to suffer the most you so don't play the poor me victim that was hurtful why did that person say that or why didn't i i get that i mean do that for a second if you're really interested in learning out of it but then forgive, forget, and move on. And um, yeah, I mean, that will, that will not only make you stronger, that will also allow you to move on faster in the near future. I know that in the past, when I had a little bit of a hiccup or I got hurt or something didn't work out, I maybe needed a week to recover. Well, then I needed three days, then I needed a day. And now I sometimes need three minutes or two seconds and it's gone because I realized this is so not important in perspective to the bigger goal that I have. Like if I stop and get upset about that now, that's, that's precious time I could have used to help somebody else or to work on something that really matters. And that, that thing that got hurt most probably was my pride or my ego anyway. No, that's, uh, that's, uh, again, <laughs> this is, uh, you know, for a first episode, <laughs> I have to say, I think this is definitely going to help a lot of people because these are really valuable points. Uh, I don't know if you've read the book, The Untethered Soul, um, but I yes. just finished reading it recently. And, and a lot of what you were saying there, I, I feel like relates to that book uh, in the sense that the one piece of, uh, of knowledge that I took from that book is that you have to be very, very careful at what you put your energy towards or who you spend your energy on. Um, because we only have a limited amount of it. So same, sim similar to the points that you just made, you know, if you're, if you're wasting it on, you know, thinking, um, you know, negative thoughts that in your head, or if you're wasting it on, you know, people that are just sort of always wanting to take, take, take and never give, um, you can run out of that energy or you can deplete it a lot quicker. And then that's going to affect so many other areas of your life. So uh, I couldn't mm -hmm. agree more again. I haven't read the book uh, by Mark Manson, but I know my wife did, and I know she enjoyed it quite a bit, uh, and I have mm -hmm. it here, so maybe I'll pick it up one day, but uh, it just, I sort of made that correlation between the two. Mm. Yep, absolutely. Great books, both of them. Absolutely readable. Definitely. No, and, um, you know, like like you said earlier, um, you know, the, the there's a lot of practices, I think, that we can all sort of start to implement that'll, that'll help a lot with this too, but, uh, but yeah. 
Um, so I guess uh, the, the one of the last questions that sort of that I have, um, and then we can talk about, you know, more of where you're at now and everything like that. But would you say that you found success and fulfillment in life? Or would you say you're still on a journey towards it? I found both of it because I had the courage to figure out what it means to me. And I also had the strength to accept that the answer is not what my ego or the pride version of me wants. So I always used to think that, oh, success means having this incredible title and driving a sports car and being, you know, the MD or the whatever of a huge company and having the corner office looking over a huge international city and, you know, just being the best. And this is the last thing that I want in life. For me, I realized that success means to me being the queen of my time. That means I decide how I spend my day. Every day, I give my best to become a little bit better as a human being. Every day, I make at least one person think and one person smile. And every day I have the opportunity to, to read, to learn something new, to, to spend time with those people who are in a similar mindset. And through that, yeah, make the society or our world a little bit better. And I do it my way, not in a way how other people expect me to do. Because very often we have a certain perception of how we need to give back or or how we have to help people no find your own version of it figure out how you define success and happiness how you would like to work with whom you would like to work and then more do more of that because if you do this then you're going to to vibrate on a higher level you're going to be like you're going to look younger you're you're going to be I mean, the way how you radiate will bring totally different people and opportunities in your life. That's what I truly believe. And I know it might sound a little bit cray cray out there, <laughs> but it works for me. Uh, and and I, I can't, again, uh, you know, something that I've heard recently, and it's just, uh, it's uh, amazing to me how this conversation, certain things keep coming up and, and I'm hearing a lot of the same things that I've heard on you know, other podcasts that I've listened to or other books that I've read. But one point that you made there about the people that you're connecting with, uh, the point that I constantly hear coming up recently is the five people or so that you surround yourself with are, are what you equal essentially. So it all, the mm. people that you surround yourself with are what you're going to come out to be basically. And so I think it's, it's a very important point there um, to be careful, you know, or not necessarily be careful, I guess, but just to to know that, you know, if you surround yourself with people that are, you know, highly driven and, you know, successful in the in, in the def definition that you find successful and, uh, you know, people that are going to drive you to be a better person, there's a there's a high likelihood that you're going to become a better person if you hang out with people on the opposite yeah. end of that then you're probably going to go down the same path that you're currently on or, or worse. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, so, uh, you know, like what your life now, um, again, for those of, uh, that don't maybe know you, um, which I mean, in my sort of circle of people, I'm sure that's not very many, but uh, hopefully there'll be people <laughs> listening to this that might not. Uh, why don't you just give us a little idea of, of where your life's at now and, and, and why you enjoy it so much? Sure. So, 
I have coached people one-on-one in personal branding over the last four years. And I really enjoyed that, but I reached a stage in which I realized I'm not making the social impact that I could create. And I'm working so much and that's not the lifestyle that I want. So I had the courage to ask for an external consultant or ask for help. And the person that I'm working with today, he helped me transition my business from one-on-one coaching. So now I, I created new time for, for other things in my life that I didn't do for a very long time that I neglected. So now I, I can help more people. I have this amazing group of individuals from all over the world who work on their personal brand to not only make more money and get more clients, but also to help other people and to dream, to build their dream life. So I'm in contact with them every day and uh, together we support each other. This is like my dream network of, of people. So yeah, my clients also are somewhat of friends or family in some weird way. Um, so that's what, what gives me a lot of positive energy and happiness. Uh, with the newly gained time, I make sure that every day I read something new, I have the time to exercise, to work out, and to cook. I love cooking. I'm a ridiculous foodie. So if you have a look on Instagram, you know, every third Instagram story is like, oh, look at this. Mm, how did this is that? Oh my God, I'm drooling. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that is something that, um, that creates a lot of pleasure and happiness in me. And um, what else? What else? I am, I'm, I'm traveling the world and get paid for that. So with having more time, I also say yes to more speaking gigs and workshops in the US, in Singapore, in Poland, in Germany, in Austria. And through that, I meet even more people. And through that, there are even more beautiful collaborations or, or things that, that kick off. And this is better than anything that I ever imagined. To be very honest, I, I didn't have the guts or I didn't dare to, to design that life. But now, now it's there and it's even more than I have ever asked for. And I know that, come on, I'm 34, man. I have even more than double of the amount of time on this planet that I already lived. So I cannot imagine where this journey will go, but I know that I'll be able to help even more people and to become even better in the sense that I can help more i can add more value i will hopefully be more compassionate kinder wiser at least when i put in you know when i continue putting in the work and um yeah i mean my core values in life are growth and contribution and this is what i'm living right now so this is why everything is amazing and uh, i'm really yeah i mean I'm, i'm really 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 happy i'm even deeper than happy i am content uh, that's that's uh, very very powerful. Again, uh, I mean, one thing um, that I grabbed from that is you you kept talking about this dream life that you imagined, you know, from you know when you were younger till now, and that you're living that dream. And that's, I mean, that's something that I think a lot of people, uh, you know, they they hear you talk people talking about living their dreams and following their dreams, and they think, yeah, like you said earlier, it's cray cray or or, or woo woo is some of the other words I've heard people use. But I think it's yeah. 
it's it can happen. It's just a matter of whether you want it bad enough for one. And then the other part I think that was important that you brought up there is that you have those core values that lead you in that direction. Um, so yeah, sure, maybe it's not so easy as, you know, just follow your dreams and saying that and that's going to make it happen. But I think if you have the foundation, you can definitely achieve your dreams. And I mean, here, here, here you are as an example of that without a doubt. So um, so yeah, I mean, th- again, this is, uh, this is extremely, I think this is going to be an extremely impactful uh, episode, <laughs> in my opinion. Of course, I'm going to be a little bit biased because it is my podcast, but I just see like a lot of <laughs> A lot of learnable moments, uh, teachable moments in, in this in this uh, interview, and we've only been talking for you know a little over twenty minutes. So I can only imagine if you know we went on for a couple hours, what <laughs> what might come out of this. But uh, I know everybody has uh, limits to their time, so I want to respect that. But but yeah, uh, the 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 last sort of thing I wanted to give to my audience, and and that I'm you know I'm hoping you know there's a lot of things that they can take from this episode. There's a lot of things that they can learn from this episode. Um, but I want to sort of finish each episode with three things that uh, that they can take away, three key takeaways. So uh, in terms of like what you've learned over the last little while, um, in terms of what, or not little while, but your entire life, I guess you could say, but what three pieces of advice would you give to someone to help them overcome their own struggles or their own vulnerabilities? I think one of the biggest ideas that radically transformed my life is you are not your thoughts. And I think that it was also mentioned in, in the book, The Untethered Soul. I believe that, that that voice in your head very often just keeps you away from what you want to achieve. It has a purpose, but very often it's not very helpful. <laughs> and you are not this voice. It is a part of you. You are that amazing, colorful, glitter, universe stardust shining on the inside that wants to express itself. That is here on this planet, on this earth, because of a specific reason. It somehow has to add value, somehow has to help other people. So figure out a way how you can connect to that that stardust to that glitter to that true self to that inner flame to that however you call it that spirit inside you and that would be the second advice the best way how to connect for me i believe is meditation and meditation is not a religious practice it means that you design the time, let's say 10 minutes per day, where you sit down and deeply breathe in and breathe out because we run around for everyday life hyperventilating and just going from one appointment to the other one. And we, we just function. And that ends in the end. I mean, we merely exist. And that's not what life is about. Life is about living, not existing, not about functioning. So meditation can help you reconnecting, calming down and finding the true you. And the third lesson learned is that asking for help, getting professional help. And this person could be a coach, a consultant, a mentor, a healer, a monk, a shaman, a priest, a therapist, a catalyst, whatever, a lover, you know, it could be anybody. Asking for help does not mean that you are weak. It is 
I mean, it's the, the total opposite. It shows that you have the strength to work on yourself and it shows that you deep down inside of you believe that you can be more and you can achieve more and you can help more people. And we are just so connected to ourselves. Like it's very difficult to get out of your own awareness or body and, and give yourself some constructive feedback on where you stand in your own way. No need to do that. Ask for professional help. Ask for external help. Don't judge yourself for that. It's okay. Every outstanding person on this planet has asked for professional help. And I'm sure that when you continue doing that, your life will massively change into, you know, allowing you to become the best version of yourself. And I think this is in the end what life is all about. You know, you look at your life one day at the age of 70, 80, 90, and you say, wow, I made a lot of mistakes. I'm sorry that I hurt so many people, but all in all, it was a hell of a ride. I'm incredibly grateful. I live life to the fullest. Thank you. Now it's time to go. Uh, that's a, <laughs> that's a, probably the best way I could have uh, had somebody end uh, <laughs> sort of the question or, or sort of the, the, the majority of this podcast. Because uh, <laughs> uh, that's a, no, that's a strong point. I mean, I've, uh, you know, myself, I've been using the contemplation of death for the last maybe three months or so. And uh, I couldn't agree more. Again, it's, it, those were three really um, powerful lessons and three things that I think will definitely help a lot of our guests. Um, with their own struggles and on their own path towards success and fulfillment. So, so thank you again. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to do before we uh, close off this interview, I want to give all my guests an opportunity to promote anything that they want to promote, whether it's their social media, uh, upcoming programs, whatever it might be. So uh, if you want to just take a couple of minutes and just uh, promote yourself, go ahead. Sure. So some people call me a LinkedIn unicorn and that would, require another episode but we might talk about it in the near future i'm sure there will be time for that so my core platform is linkedin so you'll find me under dr natalia vihovsky feel free to follow me engage with my linkedin live sessions ask me any questions if you would like to learn more about personal branding and content strategy how to become the best version of yourself while helping the biggest amount of people and designing your dream life through personal branding, then I'm your go-to woman on this platform. If you want to have a little bit of an insight into my journey and my everyday life, then follow me on Instagram. You'll find me with, um, my handle is at thinknatalia. And if you say, you know what, I don't need anything of that. I just want to work with you. You're so awesome. You're crazy. Then simply go to coachingwithnatalia.com and apply for a strategy call. Awesome. And I'll make sure to definitely link some of that up in the show notes uh, so that people can find you. I mean, I'm connected with you on both of, uh, on both of those platforms, Instagram and LinkedIn. LinkedIn's where uh, we sort of first connected. And uh, I can't say enough um, about uh, sort of what you've done to inspire me to sort of head down uh, this direction of figuring out who I am and what I want to be and uh, where I want to be in life. And and so I, I appreciate you for that. I appreciate sort of the friendship that we've been able to have over the last couple of years. And and again, you know, I know I've probably mentioned it about four different times, but <laughs> I, I'm really uh, appreciative of the fact that, you know, you decided to come on and, and be my first guest. So thank you again. And uh, 
uh, like you said, you know, we'll probably have to do a second episode at some point, but uh, thank you for this one. And thank you for all the great insights and information that uh, you gave to our listeners. Thanks a lot, Brian. It was my pleasure. I had a wonderful time and I deeply hope that our words and our conversation will help more than a handful of individuals to face their challenges, to push through their struggles, because in the end, we're all human. Wow. Great way to end. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to the Vulnerable Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps get the word out and means more than you know. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at vulnerable.podcast or on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching Vulnerable Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at the B-E-L-M-E-D-A, that's the B-E-A-L-M-E-I-D-A, or by searching my name on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you know anyone with a great story of going from struggle to success, please let me know as I would love to interview them for the show. I appreciate you taking the time to listen and see you next week.